Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Bethany Wheatley. She is a former multi-time title holder, both holding titles in Delaware and Maryland, and she has had the opportunity to go to the College World Series in softball and the opportunity to model in Miami Swim Week. She is someone that is so inspiring. I met her six years ago, and she even admits that she went from someone that had really crushing anxiety to someone who's really now excelling and just being on the top of the world. You are going to be inspired if you are just someone that needs motivation or you do have anxiety. I hope you find inspiration from um, Bethany and I hope you stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Hey there. Hi, Bethany. How's how's your quarantine life going? Um, it's going pretty well. I recently had to have um, some medical things done, so quarantine actually has been pretty nice for me to relax and definitely get back to the you know the top notch Bethany that I normally am. So quarantine actually has been pretty well for me. Hey, um, if you go through any major surgery and um, you get the benefit of not being required to go back to work. I guess that's like the best scenario for you purpose. So um, I'm sure you didn't want to take a, a loss in income, but um, maybe your health will, will benefit by this uh, extra time off. Oh, I completely agree. I am such a perfectionist. You know, I've been working three jobs because I really, you know, there's a, I work hard for the things that I want. So working three jobs definitely was taking a toll on my body there for a while. So this little break for me has been phenomenal and it's taught me a lot of things that I definitely want to work towards. So that has been honestly great for me. Well, most important thing is to understand yourself and to be happy with yourself. And um, as long, as long as you're heading towards that, that's, that's the most important thing. I agree. So do you, uh, I, I've been working on my list of things that I want to do, um, when quarantine life ends, do you have, do you have a, do you have a couple things you want to do right away or, or maybe a couple weeks after they let us out of the, the birdcage? Well, I definitely want to head back to the gym. I love the gym because it helps me clear my mind. Um, not only clear my mind, but I'm, you know, a stickler for health and fitness, but I just got cleared this week to, you know, get back to like running and things like that. So I have, you know, started running since my procedure, but I honestly, the gym is like the first thing that I'm headed towards because I, the gym does wonders for people and it does wonders for me. I know that. Well, you know, people find, um, mental health in so many ways. So it sounds like that's your mental health as well. So, Oh, most certainly. Um, I, I'm dying to, uh, to just go to a restaurant and socialize and, um, go to a movie and watch a movie. So, um, Oh my gosh, I would love that too. Um, going to the gym would be fabulous, um, too, but, um, just be able to socialize, um, 
you, you don't realize how much you want to just talk to people other than your parents. So. Oh, I completely agree. Uh, some of my friends, um, you know, have recently had babies or they work in the health field and I've been worried about them every day, especially somebody like me who has a weak immune system. I've had asthma since I was eight years old and I would be absolutely devastated if I was to come down with something like this and it'd be a really tough time for me. So I like it's been hard on me not seeing my friends and family, but I know it's for the best. And I agree. I can't wait to spend some time with them and even have a bonfire or something like that. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't, uh, I'm thinking that there's going to be like a world party if we can either find a, a, um, a cure or, uh, or, uh, at least a treatment that allows us to recover from it and not die, um, at a high, at a lower rate. So, um, I'm going to pray that we can celebrate a big party as a, as a world. So, um, oh my gosh, I can, I completely agree. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason because originally, you know, I was going to school to be in the medical field and I just can't imagine with my, with my immune system trying to be at work every day in the health field with all this going on. And, um, I absolutely think, you know, doctors and nurses and, you know, respiratory therapists, everybody out there in the medical field, are, they really are, you know, heroes. And it's been tough on me because I'm about to graduate with my degree so I can become a teacher. And I miss all my little kiddos and I just can't wait to see their smiling faces again. So I am, even though this break has been wonderful, I am ready to, to head back to work. Well, I mean, by the time, um, this all gets, you're probably not going to go back until the fall, right? So I, I, that's what I'm thinking. So I guess you're going to have an extra extended uh, vacation then. <laughs> that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Bethany on is uh, Bethany is a perfect example of, of one of the clients that I've been able to work with for the last six years. And I've seen her go from a very shy person to someone who's really taken every opportunity in the pageant world, in the modeling world, and really taking advantage of it. And I would love for Bethany to really tell everyone her story. And, um, and I think that Bethany could really be an inspiration to all of our listeners. So I hope you guys really enjoy Bethany telling her story about how she started out. So how did you get into modeling and doing pageantry, Bethany? So, um, well, like you said, about five or six years ago, I had really, really bad cystic acne and I suffered with really bad, you know, body image problems. I always looked in the mirror and I hated everything about myself and it was really sad because I constantly compared myself to other women and that is no way to live. And we as women already are, you know, emotional and not as, I hate to say this, but like we women were just very sensitive to certain things. And some women are absolutely go hard and tough. But for me, I was one of those women. I had to make it there. And I started out with, like I said, I, my face was absolutely covered in cystic acne and 
I would move my face and the pain I endured. It's just, it was so, it was, there was just so much there that it taught me a huge lesson. Now, granted, I had to learn, like I said, how I'm big into health and fitness. I had to learn personally that I had to start taking better care of my body because it turned out that I had um, a dairy allergy. So cutting out dairy was absolutely, you know, a huge difference in my diet. Um, I couldn't, you know, if you ask any of my friends, um, I was the girl in high school. I was absolutely petrified to talk to anybody. I couldn't order my own movie to ticket. I couldn't, let me rephrase that. I couldn't order my own movie to ticket. I couldn't order my own food at a restaurant. I was just, people scared me and I was that way my entire way growing up. And I don't, I can't explain it, but one day I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, we are not going to do this any longer because it caused me severe depression. So after seeking help, you know, from my doctor, for my skin, I just, I looked at, I, my mom has always, we always watch Miss USA together. And I always told myself in high school, I was like, I want to be one of those girls. I want to be somebody who inspires someone. And I literally in high school, I didn't even think this dream was possible, Paul. It was the craziest thing. And one day I just, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I broke out of my shell and granted it was a slow process. Don't get me wrong. Like it is, if it was each year, you know, I learned something different and I grew from everything I had been through. And in high school, I didn't have as bad as acne, but I was, I've always been an athlete. So I always suffered from a little bit of acne, but not enough that I felt was a big big difference but you know other people did make comments about my face and and things like that which I do believe which is where some of my insecurities came from but when did when did you start really having crushing um 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 depression is not the right word um um I'm trying to think of the word like body, would... like body image. Well, no, um, when you, you couldn't even order things, I'm trying to use the right words. Um, that would, um, uh, it was almost like an anxiety. From that's it. the word. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So when did you, um, start having really crushing anxiety that caused you to, um, not be able to did that start middle school or did that start high school oh, no, that started from i'm telling you i was probably this is gonna be crazy and you're gonna be like oh my gosh i was probably about three years old and you can ask my mom i was very attached to her i did not like people to talk to me i would hide behind her as a little girl i just have always been scared of people and i don't know why and it's something, you know, to this day I can't explain, but I can tell you that I am nowhere near, you know, that girl that I used to be. And anxiety is a real thing. You know, people don't understand it unless they've been through it. But I, I wish I could have, you know, broke out of my shell earlier, but I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And my story through cystic acne I can't tell you how rewarding it is for me that when I finally broke out and shared what had happened to me and how I overcame it and overcame the struggles and the depression and the anxiety and, 
you know, finally got some, you know, positive body image or I finally got some confidence. It just was a whirlwind of emotions and the, the women and even some men, you know, flooded my, my inbox on all of my social media asking me what I did to overcome this. And that right there, when I have some rough days, that right there is what pushes me because somebody, I'm making a difference in somebody's life. And that's what this is all about. I constantly ask myself, like, if you're, if you're scared to share your story, you, you don't want to be embarrassed because there is somebody out there going through the same thing and they, they need you to inspire them. And ultimately that's where I feel, you know, I was put on here, I put on this earth for, and what pageantry has done for me is I'm, I'm here to inspire somebody. And I try to inspire somebody every day, whether it's leave a comment on someone's Facebook or send a positive text message or, you know, things like that. I just, pageantry has done a lot for me. And Paul, I still remember that day walking into your studio and I had absolutely no idea what to do. And you coached me through everything. And that's a moment also I'll never forget. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I try to treat everyone exactly the same and, and to treat everyone special. Um, and I, I'm happy that that moment um, and that time made you feel so special. Um, but you should always feel that special. I mean, um, you know, everyone is special in their own way. And um, it, it, it's good that you finally um, realized that. It's sad that you didn't realize that sooner. But, you know, you have such a long life to live. I hope that you'll take advantage of every opportunity you have in the future. So you're, um, you're really concerned that when you were a small child that you had this crushing um, anxiety put against you, but you were playing sports too. But that oh, playing, playing sports didn't help to get that out. Like it, and you know, no, it's the weirdest thing though, is it was completely like a, it was like a wall there because in sports, I absolutely like could have a conversation with people when it came to being on the softball field. I, I can, I don't, I wish I knew because, you know, absolutely loved my teammates growing up, you know, being around here when, at, when, you know, when I was younger, we played against a lot of, you know, more local teams and, you know, they also became your friends and, I was not shy when it came to athletics at all. So I just wish, you know, I, I can't even explain. I put like a wall up and it's like, oh, I don't know you outside of this. There's a wall here. Please don't talk to me. I'm scared. You know what I mean? Versus at the football field, it was like free, free range for me. I would love to talk to everybody. You know, I made sure I was playing to the best of my ability. And I don't know. I just, now granted, you know, sometimes if, there in 2011 we actually won the little league world series and wow congratulations thank you there was a time when um you know my coach would each time we got represented at different places my coach would tell people and bethany finished with the highest batting average in the world and i would then i would feel embarrassed because everybody was looking at me but what i have nothing to be embarrassed of because that was one of the biggest accomplishments in my life but I mean, th that's not something to just gloat over. Congratulations on having, having that record. Was that a record for the for that series, or is that a all time correct. record? Yep. So in two thousand eleven, um, 
I finished with a batting average. I think I'm pretty sure it was like a 475 or something around wow. that range. And um, but I that's still out. because he highlighted it. You still felt overwhelmed because people were just gawking at you, and then they wanted to come up and take photos. And oh my gosh, yes, I was just. You know, I knew, like, my coach was so proud of me, and I was so proud of me, but I, and I knew other people, like, hearing about it were proud of me, too, but I literally, like, I got, like, a pounding in my chest because I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I was petrified. It was, it was the most, like, I don't want to call it bizarre because it wasn't bizarre, but that anxiety really, you know, took a toll on me there for a while. Well, you know, they say that anxiety is is a really devastating disease to have or, or condition. So, um, you know, I, I can't imagine not being uh, able to talk to someone just because you're so crippling. I mean, the only thing that I could personally equate it to was I, I met a wrestler at an autograph signing and I was waiting in line with my mom for an hour and I was like five or five or no i was older than that maybe maybe it was like nine or ten and when i got up to the table to get the autograph i couldn't move my mouth and i have no idea like what was going on it just i couldn't move my mouth at all so is that kind of the equation sometimes you just you would you would you wouldn't be able to talk is that how crippling it was um i could talk but it wasn't exactly you know fluent um there was a time I'll never forget it. I had to do a presentation in front of my class and um, there were some things that I would get like tripped up on. And ultimately, like, again, I'd get that same pounding feeling in my chest. And I think more of my anxiety was I was scared to mess up. And but when I, when it was done and over with, it was like a, you know, a relief off my shoulders. And I just, I was so worried. And I think that's where a lot of my issues came from is I was so scared that people either weren't going to like me or I was scared that I was going to mess up or I don't, you know, I just, I, I definitely think that's where it came from. But on the softball field, it was you would see a totally different person. Now, granted, there were moments that I like up to bat. If there was somebody, you know, I don't have. If there's just moments where like I could be up to bat and I and you know I felt the pressure, I definitely felt it. That makes sense. Um, I most of the time I succeeded, but when I didn't, I definitely you know I felt it. And I think sometimes that would carry on sometimes to the next at bat. And obviously, you know, that, that week of the World Series, it was definitely, you know, my you know, my talent was definitely in my favor. And it paid off. But there was moments before that, like my junior softball season, I felt like I had, looking back, I felt like that was the worst season I had in my entire life. But in reality, now that I look back and you see the newspaper articles and things like that, it really wasn't as terrible as I felt because I let myself think that I had done so so poorly. So I that's why I really want to preach, you know, confidence. You know, I I also coach a softball team and I tell these girls the same story all the time that 
you, if, if you want it, you're going to do everything it takes, you know, to become it. And you cannot let, you know, yesterday's failures affect today. So I, you know, a lot of the girls too, that they don't understand that your mentality is everything in that sport, which is why you would think, you know, you would think that I would, I would have skyrocketed after that, but I, I separated the two. Do you think you separated the two because you didn't think you were as good as you, as you really were, or do you think that you just didn't realize it? Well, there was a time that, um, I'll never forget this moment either. Um, my eighth grade year, I had made it on the JV softball team as a starter, and there were a few girls who had bullied me so bad that told me I wasn't as good as I thought I was and things like that. And that was a huge heart-wrenching moment for me because I, I remember I came home crying to my mom and dad, and they were like, you can't let you know, people affect you. And at this time, that was such a high moment for me because I was doing so well. And other people, sometimes if they see, you know, someone else doing well and they're not, sometimes, unfortunately, people try to make you feel bad and bring you down. But I wish at the time I knew as much as my parents gave me advice to, I had to learn it for myself. You know, sometimes it takes learning it overhearing it because so many people tried to give me advice but I I listened but I didn't apply it if that makes sense so there's definitely moments that was I I don't know how to explain that one that 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 was a huge eye-opener for me and it did it kind of pushed me backwards right kind of where I had I felt like I had made it and then you know you take nine steps forward ten steps back Looking back, did you think that um, if you would have pushed through that mental block, um, you could have gone further in softball and been really successful? Oh, absolutely. Um, I made sure um, my younger sister, she got Gatorade Player of the Year and Delaware State Player of the Year um, her senior year. And I made sure that, you know, when we were outside working and, things like that um, off the tee or playing catch or whatever it was that I made sure that I instilled in her that she, that she, let me refer, that I, she made sure that she, that in her, in her mind that she was the best, even if she wasn't the best, you will never let anybody affect your thought process that they would be better than you, that you play every game like it's your last and that nobody can ever say anything to you that should affect you. Now, with that being said, do people always say things? Yeah, of course they do. But I made sure that she didn't let anybody affect her. Just does everybody have bad games? Oh my gosh, of course. But you're not going to walk off the field and let somebody make you feel like you're any less than who you are. So and that works for her. And you could tell in her face and her body language. And there's just no doubt in my mind. Well, I mean, clearly, um, you found a really, um, knack at being a great coach too, because I'm sure that she would, your sister would, would admit that, that without your good tutelage, she wouldn't have gone as far as she did without your help. So if you definitely 
helped her in that way, then, you know, you should feel credited to getting her to those achievements. So. Yeah, she didn't really have a choice. She was out the ball field since she could walk. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's good. Of course. So when I first met you, how were mm-hmm. you still doing softball at that point? Or you had you fallen into a, a more of a depression at that point? Or had you just so, like gone um, into yourself and worked? Like, like where I was your mental standpoint? Well, I had actually just um, finished my sophomore year at my Division II community college. Uh, we had made it to the Softball World Series in Mississippi. Um, we didn't have that great of a run, but I ended up making the um, the all-region softball team, which was, you know, super excited or super exciting for me because I put in a lot, a lot of work, and I felt like all that work had, you know, come to light for me and I had felt very accomplished and I had wanted to play two more years at a higher level. But at the time, you know, my mind was on, let's graduate school. Let's get this degree. Um, I definitely regret not playing the two more years, but again, look at what happened. I, that summer I had the worst, you know, acne I've ever had in my life. I had the worst depression, the worst anxiety, and then fall of that year, that's when I met you. And I I sat there to myself and I said, I'm making a change. I will not feel like this. And I was tired of comparing myself to other women because I didn't know if those other women had gone through something that I had gone through too. So it was, you know, that I was at that time softball had ended. And I don't know if that also, you know, played a factor in it because that was, you know, was do you my, feel do you feel that was your shield that was protecting you from from um like elementary into high school and now into college and now you've lost it and you were trying to find something else that would be something that you could you could work on your on your own self is that what you were thinking or that you felt that you had lost um I don't know if I definitely, you know, felt it. I had played that sport since I was eight years old. That sport has taught me so many lessons and it definitely hurt me, you know, to know that I wasn't going to pick up a bat and a glove anymore. And, but I think what healed me is, and what helped is I found something else to work towards. Um, Pageantry has helped me stay very dedicated and take care of myself in ways that I never thought before, like, you know, talking back about the dairy allergy, you know, when I was playing granted, I eat very healthy when I was playing sports, but you know, when I wasn't, I wasn't eating exactly how I should. And I always suffered with like stomach problems and things like that. And pageants have helped me to make sure that I stay strict to my diet and take care of myself. And whenever I'm getting ready for a pageant, I feel like I'm the best me you know, that I can be. And, and I know that somebody out there, you know, now that I'm in the, the teaching world, I, so many kids come up to me and they ask me, they're like, Oh, you're Bethany Wheatley. And, you know, they say like things about like pageants and then about like how I've overcome cystic acne. And everybody asked me about my story. And that to me, just like I did my sophomore year, 
of softball, I feel accomplished just like I had again. So I had, I know that everything that I'm working towards is meant for something and that I'm helping at the end of the day, I'm helping someone. And I use the same story, you know, when I went through in softball as this, everything is a lesson and most people aren't willing to share their lesson, but I am. Well, I mean, that that's what makes a great teacher is that you're able to learn things and be able to then instruct people and actually teach people what you've accomplished and making them understand it in a way that um, is uh, inducive for them to be able to eat, you know, to consume the, uh, the knowledge. So, I mean, that's what a great teacher is. So to me, it already sounds like you're, you, you must be an incredible softball coach. And if you're that passionate with softball, I'm sure in the classroom, it must be fun too. Oh, absolutely. So oh, go ahead. six years back, you're transitioning, you're focusing, you're trying to find something. Now, um, how did you find pageantry? So is it solely because you were just watching it on television or how did you decide that you were going to do the system that you were doing and, and, and actually do it? Because there's all, there's a, there's a big difference between just watching it on television every year and then actually competing and buying the dress and doing the competition. Oh, absolutely. I had, um, my mom growing up when I was a little girl, she actually had put me in a bunch of different pageants and, there was one I'll I'll never forget that you know little a little boy had to walk us down. It was actually um, Miss Delmar Fire Prevention, and I was just the same shy, timid little girl. I didn't want anybody to touch me. You know, I was scared to talk, but I knew when I was little, I absolutely loved getting dressed up. Um, there was a couple I did, and I remember I did a a local pageant um, that is. Um, it's big in my area. She does a wonderful job. Her, her name is April Brilliant. And I do owe a lot of my, you know, success to her because in that exact moment, I, I had felt something I had never felt before. And I, I have never cried in a softball game. But when I tell you I had lost this pageant, I hadn't done any since I was a little girl. I did a teen pageant for her. It was called Miss Delmarva. It wrecked my heart. I was shattered into pieces. And that moment i i couldn't explain my emotions and i i didn't i didn't understand exactly what was going on and i don't know if that came from you know me always playing on teams that were so successful in softball to you know to take a loss but like i said i when i lost in softball it was you know i gave it 110% i got to go out here and work harder and that's what i kind of in that moment after the team pageant that i had did from you know locally that my mom would like talk about you know miss delaware teen usa and things like that and i'm like mom i don't even think that like that's just not possible i, I just can't do anything like that and you know i didn't even know how to sign up for it and that's what i kind of i would love to bring to my area is pageants are so one they're evolving and two People don't understand even how to apply most of the time. And, I, you know, when I was that teenager, I was like, I, I was like, I can't do that because I didn't know where to start. And, you know, after thinking about that moment when I was a teen and then versus when I met you 
you know, five years ago, I still didn't know. There's so many things I didn't know. Each time I compete, I learned so many different things. And, you know, after this last time I competed, it, it broke me down. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I cried. And after, you know, a few of the pageants that I had, I hadn't, you know, I wasn't very successful in, but I may have not come home with a crown or a sash or things like that, but it's so much more to me. I love the adrenaline I get when I'm walking across the stage and know that I am, I am strutting for everything I've worked hard for. And in that moment, I absolutely, I feel amazing. And I, I feel amazing even when I'm watching the women on Miss USA, because I know everything and how hard that they work. And, you know, this last time at Miss Delaware USA, I, I felt like I did my best, but at the same time, I learned so much more about myself. I learned that one, I'm still, I still work hard. I go out there, I dedicate myself to the gym, but in reality, I had to learn this time that it's not just for me. I came back and I had hundreds of kids and students asking me, did you win? Did you win? You know, we were rooting for you. And that, in that moment, I realized that there was all these people you know, rooting for me and cheering me on. And that's my reason to continue doing that because people are looking up to me and they want the best for me. It's absolutely amazing. And it took me, what, what was that? My fourth try? <laughs> yeah. To, to learn that it's really not, it is about me, but it's, it's so much more when you earn the crown and the sash. And I haven't, I, I haven't earned it, but I refuse to give up. And that's what these kids are learning from me. And I go and I lose and I go and I lose. But the important thing is I'm still going. And I think, you know, these kids have truly just, you know, have saved my life from from everything. They have, they, they you know, they help me with my anxiety. I, I help them with their anxiety. And I think that's why I also love so much, you know, being a teacher because they're creating, you know, new ways for me to learn and I'm doing the same for them. Do you think that having anxiety is a good remedy for most people or is it just happens to be the cure for you personally? Um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of a tough question because there are days that I still get anxiety. Mm -hmm. I have, um, when I have a lot on my plate, I definitely, anxiety does get the best of me. I'm not going to lie to you, but I get it done. When I have anxiety, I know it's important to me and that I need to do whatever it takes to achieve it. And if I don't, you know, I still continue to do so. Anxiety, I, there's plenty of anxiety I get before I go walk on a stage. But when I step on it, everything changes. So I definitely think, um, I don't know, that's a tough one, Paul. You got me. Well, no, I mean, I to me it sounds like um, without pageantry, without finding your passion, because it sounds like this is your passion or your or what you do as your hobby has really changed your life because I'm listening to someone that sounds like she was going down this road and now has found a new path. And it sounds like you 
you seem much happier now. You seem like you have a, a goal in life, a passion. You sound like um, you've changed your diet. You, you know, you you express that um, you you have no breakouts on your face anymore. So, you know, it always, do you think that, like, you're going to live longer because you found pageants? Do you feel that, like... Oh, absolutely. I, pageants okay. saved my life. Without a doubt. I was in such a severe depression because I felt so terrible about myself. I couldn't look in the mirror. I was so hypocritical of my body. And now that I look back at it, you know, I'm thankful for those times, but I cannot believe how hard on myself I was. And pageants, I'm telling you, it was a long, it was a very dark time for me. And the fact that I pulled through that, Paul, is absolutely, honestly, a miracle. And I'm not one to, at the time, I wasn't one to share what was happening with me. And I was, I was beside myself. I didn't, I, you know, I went to school and continued what I needed to do, but I wasn't happy. I was, I was very unhappy. And pageants have done a whirlwind of things for me. And I absolutely, I no longer allow myself to, you know, think badly of, of myself. And I don't let other people think badly of themselves. And I didn't understand, you know, the thoughts and the feelings that were, were going on in my mind. But as soon as I realized how much pageantry has done for me, that's why I just, I couldn't stop. I, I loved it. And I loved the adrenaline. I loved it ultimately just inspiring people because that is what healed me well we you know we haven't even talked about you know just having a significant other were you having trouble finding that before pageantry and i now know that you're in a very happy relationship so oh my gosh yes so, so before yeah. that what was there any success at all or or no no because you know, at the time when all of this had happened is when I had went through also a really, really bad breakup. And I think that is also what had contributed to me comparing myself to other women because, you know, you feel like you, I was so young too. And I felt like, you know, I had given my all in my relationship and I didn't understand what it was that I was doing doing and ultimately you know I related to it had to be the way I looked and things like that and as women we that's the first thing we go to and I knew in that moment that I needed to make a change but it wasn't a change you know to be back in my relationship it was a change that so I felt that I you know I was the best person that I could be and you know it took me five years to, you know, eventually, you know, get into a new relationship. And I was absolutely, how, how can you, I couldn't love anyone else because I didn't love myself. And it's true when people say that, that you have to love yourself first, because every time I tried to talk to someone, all those insecurities and the, the lack of the confidence and, you know, my depression and anxiety with, all those insecurities and everything like that, it, it showed every time I went to go talk to someone. And I just constantly always thought, you know, those bad things were replaying in my head all the time and that I wouldn't be good enough. And finally, when I have found myself in pageantry, that when I, you know, when I got into this relationship, the well, 
we'll be together almost two years and where I'm the happiest I've ever been and I can feel loved and I can love in return. And it's, it's great. I mean, that's the most important thing is that you found yourself. And I mean, I think the best thing of um, advice that I heard that everyone always says, but no one wants to listen to is you can't expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself. So. Oh, exactly. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Retrospect, you're now 100% more confident, right? Have a successful successful relationship, um, really successful job, going further, you know, know, health-wise, everything. Um, is this something that you're going to pursue the rest of your life or do you think you're going to do pageant coaching? Like, you know, how do you think you're, because it sounds like, do you need this to do well? Or do you think that you've recovered so much that you don't need pageantry? Pageant can can just be something that you, that you can consume and watch, but you don't have to have it in your life to be happy. Oh, so I definitely, you know, wanted a part of my life somehow and um there are so many goals and things which is nice you know that's another thing pageantry has taught me is to set a goal and um I absolutely would love to still compete um but I'm I definitely want to still compete but I have you know bigger dreams too that again like I said pageantry this year has taught me that it's not about it's not about me it's about what I'm going to do for others and I would like to bring a pageant you know locally here under myself and I want to teach other people that you know how important pageantry is and I'll continue to share my story and what it's done for me and if they have you know all these women have so many different stories but they don't share it and I'm hoping to bring that here and, you know, start my own brand kind of. And I, I just hopefully it, I just, I have a lot of plans. I just need to sit down. <laughs> hopefully quarantine will help me sit, you know, set out my goals. And well, do you have your colors like picked that. out? Cause this is really exciting. Do you have your colors for your pageant picked out? I don't, but why don't you go with Del? Why don't you go with the Delaware state colors? You know, I really like that because um, blue is my favorite color. Okay. We're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I, I mean, if you're going to focus on specifically Delaware, um, I know a couple of pageant directors that just have one, you know, it's just one pageant that doesn't go anywhere and it represents just that community and you could just do a state pageant. So and I'm sure yeah, that a lot of people would love to represent the first state in the union. So, completely agree. So, um, 
why don't we give people a little bit your 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 back history on all the titles you won because in the last five years you you've won a, a hell of a amount, amount of titles on top of um all of the modeling opportunities so why don't why don't uh you just tell all your listeners because you know starting out um i'm sure that the bethany of five years ago or six years ago would have never never been believed that that you would have had all these titles on your hand you would have all these these great uh, achievements. So I, I would love oh for gosh. people. Re- I would love for people to realize that that with positive thinking and eating right and just being um, confident and believing in yourself, you can achieve so much. So yeah. So um, I started out with that local pageant. That is, um, it's a big name pageant here because she has done you know wonders with her title. I went back for that pageant that I didn't win as a teen and I won Miss Delmarva in 2016. And, you know, I started getting more involved with my community and with that title, she allowed me to then compete for the Mardell Watermelon Queen, which I got first runner up. Um, I competed for that twice. Again, like I said, I am very determined, lost the first time I came back. And even though I lost the second time, they allowed me to do a lot of different promotions, you know, for the Mardell Watermelon Association. So I had to really, that's what kind of broke me out of my shell. And, you know, I had to promote this product and it made me, I had to talk to people. I didn't have an option. And after I had did that. Well, that's such I, a unique pageant because a lot of people had never even heard of this type of pageant so why don't you explain like the whole point of it because most people don't know that there is an association that represents just um the watermelon watermelon um crops so sure so what's nice about it is people don't realize how important actually watermelon is for you it is you know it's full with vitamins um and well like vitamins like a b6 and c it just has so many nutrients in it it's so good for you it's it's really you know it's one it helps with immunity um and we need that in a time like this (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's just very good for your skin um definitely good it helps reduce um um heart disease and things like that and you know, I fell in love with promoting, you know, healthy foods because it is a, like a fruit that I have absolutely loved my entire life. And, and it legitimately is a healthy food. It's not like you can p- pump antibiotics and it grows bigger. It's like, it's, it's, oh, a, exactly. it, it's, it, you know, it's nothing that they can mess with, um, to make it, you know, it's still an actually unique, um, genuine, um, uh, product that they can, they produce. So. Oh, exactly. And it was so fun, you know, promoting it and having to, you know, to share the benefits of watermelon with other people. And people don't realize, you know, the hard work that these farmers put into, you know, making this, making this crop. And, you know, they take time away from their families and to, it's, you know, to essentially help you, you know, be healthier. And, you know, the fruit is so good for you and it tastes great. And, I absolutely loved promoting the product and promoting the farmers and promoting my area. It was just, it was such a fun time and kids really love it. And not only that, 
water, obviously, you know, a watermelon is huge and it's 92% water. So if you're dehydrated, one, it can help you with dehydration. And two, you can feed up to six people with a watermelon. So it, go ahead. Well, there's so many uh, really awesome things that you can do with a watermelon. You can, you can, you can cook it um, and, and make it into a roast or, or do some like really fancy things, or you can do the, the alcohol thing and you can make it into it. So, you know, there's so many positive as well as like fun things you can do with a watermelon and um, you can enjoy it the entire year. You can mix it up. You can, so it, it's a cool, I just think that the, the concept of, of, of doing a pageant that's a part of an association where, where you're not representing a state, but you're representing an association as like a goodwill ambassador is so cool. Um, and, and to have like, they, they give them these like cute little outfits and they, everything is like watermelon. So, so they have bags and like hats and it was so cute. Oh yeah. Watermelon is definitely, um, a huge product in the industry, whether it's clothes or shoes or the watermelon itself. A lot of people love anything to do with a watermelon. I know I do. And the facts and everything have stuck with me. And if I ever come across people, you know, talking about watermelon, I join right in on the conversation. It's, it just brings a lot of joy to my heart. And I think it does for anyone else, you know, involved with it. Well, yeah, I absolutely agree. So you had that experience and then then I had went to, um, pure American pageants and that was an eye opener for me because I had, they have like a huge, you know, age range there. And I was probably one of the youngest people in my division. And I felt I was very insecure there. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I felt a little out of my league, but I went out there And I did my best. And at that moment, I, you know, I had hoped I would do better. But I, unfortunately, you know, different judges, different day. And I knew, though, in that moment, there's so much I needed to work on. I I literally, I beat myself up over it for about a day. And I'm like, man, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I make it? And that pageant did a lot of things for me. You know, that's the first time I had competed and so many different, you know, areas of competition. And I, I learned there that I didn't know who I was. So after I had competed in pure, um, I, my next pageant was Miss Delaware Earth. And I had. And the Earth learned, system has become like a home for you because you've competed several times in the Earth system, right? Yes. Yep. I've competed twice. And that was my more recent title. I was Miss Maryland Earth 2019. And. That was probably the best reign I've ever had. Um, I absolutely, you know, I stuck to, actually, before I had got my reign or my title, I was probably very unhealthy at the time. Like, I had kind of let myself go, and um, I had just, I was super upset because um, I had come back from Miami Swim Week, and I felt like I had just worked so hard, and I did, you know, I, that's, I, it was different because I had to break out of my shell because I'd never done just modeling before, but I knew I had made it and I did the best I could be, but I had the best experience 
I've ever had. I made so many new friends and I really learned, you know, how to position my body and things like that. And when I had gone to, you know, Miss Earth this time, I learned things, you know, ways to make my hair better or the, you know, different ways that you should go about your makeup and things like that. And when I first went to Miss Earth, oh my gosh, it is just completely different. Like even like how I did my hair and makeup and the way I took care of my body during my reign, it's just, I learned that if you, you know, if I'm trying to inspire someone, I'm, I'm sure you can inspire someone no matter how you look. But like the crown and the sash bring a lot of attention. And, you know, that's almost kind of like your microphone. Or your and, key to, or the key to the, the, the city. Oh, so, absolutely. You know, it's and, just something that when you have that access, you have more power. So, absolutely. And, you know, I just look at how different I took care of my body then. Did I, was I absolutely, you know, at the time I felt like I was, you know, like very, very, you know, skinny and things like that versus, well, this time around, I was fit. I made sure, you know, I was taking, you know, the right, you know, supplements and things like that. I wasn't taking any vitamins to help take, you know, better care of my body and things like that. And making sure I drank enough water and overall, you know, my mental health was just better. And again, you know, even though I've done a few of those pageants, I wasn't mentally prepared for Miss Earth that year, but it made, again, I had to learn and I had, and I learned so much too about the earth. I became you know, so passionate about everything and, you know, littering and making sure I'm picking up trash and making sure other people aren't, you know, doing or making sure other people are doing their part to help better the earth. And this time, you know, my second time around, I'm like, well, how are these people going to know if we don't educate them? And that was everything, you know, my platform was about this time was educate, eliminate and empower. And I still stand by that. And, you know, it's funny as being in quarantine, I have like in my neighborhood, I've realized why, you know, there's, I've been running and I'm like, why is there all this trash? So tomorrow that's my plan. I'm grabbing a trash bag. And even though I'm not Miss Maryland earth anymore, I'm still going to do my part and I'm going to share it with other people because I want them to do their part too. Well, it's, it's great that it, uh, it really, has changed your life when it comes to making a difference, you know? Oh yeah. If, if we can get everyone on the same page, the earth would be so much cleaner, you know? So, so it just shows like all these titles that you've won and how your life's changed. I mean, it, is it easy to say that, um, you would definitely recommend, you know, a young child to either play a sport or to, to do pageants to get out of their shell and to be more confident? Absolutely. If it wasn't for softball, I don't think I would actually probably be into pageantry because softball had taught me so many things. It taught me, one, how important friendships are. Two, that, like I said, if you want something bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes to to achieve that. And there was times, like I said, when... I had, I felt like I had the worst, you know, batting average on the team or that I was, 
not hitting well, but I always had my, you know, my defense to fall back on. But I was the girl that after that game that I felt that I did so bad, I would go hit off the tee until the sun went down. I, I was not okay if I wasn't doing good. So I made sure, whether it be, you know, my dad take me somewhere to hit or I'm, I'm sitting out on the tee or, you know, asking my coach for extra reps. Sports have taught me that with, if you can never settle. So I, well, I took that same mentality into pageantry and I think that's why I've been so successful with, you know, my titles. And I definitely think that, you know, there's moments like after recently that I was like, maybe I should be done. But, you know, sitting here having this conversation with you is honestly kind of what brought to light the fact that it's not just about me. It's about the people who are behind me and that are watching me. I mean, you're... you. I think you have more in the tank and you sound so passionate. It sounds like it would be a shame for you to not pursue something that you honestly want. And if you have the time, money and um, desire, then you should go for it. You know, now if you don't, if you don't have those in one of those, then, you know, then I, I totally understand. Right. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right. So Bethany, this is the part of the show where I let you take over and let you highlight anything we didn't discuss. Um, so is there anything that we um, didn't talk about that's really important that we, we bring up and um, really tell everyone um, that's going on? Sure. I definitely feel like I want people to know that I am the type of person that never gives up and I want other people, you know, to do the same, that there's been a lot of hardships in my life and moments that I definitely think that I couldn't break through, but it's the courage to continue what counts. And, you know, I'm able to, you know, inspire and share my story with so many people and don't be afraid to share your story. You know, you're important. Your story's important. And you never know the impact you're going to make on somebody's life. I, there's just times that you never feel like you're going to make it. And I promise you, you will. Just don't ever give up. And don't be afraid to, you know, talk to someone or take matters into your own hands and get out there and do what I did and just push through whatever it is. I told myself that this could go on no longer. And I've done that every day since I've, you know, pageants, if you're scared to do a pageant, it's completely normal. And those people who have had bad experiences, I'm sorry that they've had them, 
but it has done wonders for me. It saved my life. And I think it could save, you know, a million more people's lives. And if you've had a bad experience, I really hope that you can give it an extra try because this has been an ongoing, you know, goal of mine for five years. And it's helped me take better care of myself. It's allowed me to love myself and love everybody else, you know, abundantly. And I hope that, you know, if you can branch out and even start, you know, at a small local pageant that it will do wonders for you. And if it is negative, just keep trying. Ultimately, you know, I have failed at things so many times, but I never give up. And each time they're like, everybody always asks, you know, at pageants, they're like, how do you define success? And success to me is what you make it. And each time that I failed, I learned a huge lesson and then I came back stronger. So this has been, you know, five years worth of lessons, but I've never given up because each time I learned something different. Had I had won, you know, Miss Delaware USA four years ago, I wouldn't be able to, you know, fulfill my title the way I could, you know, now. And, you know, my experience through school and teaching and modeling that all of this has prepared me for this moment. And had this been five years ago, I absolutely would not be able to fulfill I, I i'm just so impressed by you bethany um because the person i met like i when i started the show is not the person that you are today and I, I i really want people to understand that if you're struggling and you feel that you know you need more confidence that um you just need to find something that you can become passionate about or find a group of people that um, will relate to you and love you and you can work through it and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and Bethany is absolutely the definition of finding the light at the end of the tunnel um, as we demonstrated you know she's healthy happy great relationship great education great job um, and I have to think that it has 100% to do with her positive man, her positive outlook on life and also doing these pageants that have really opened and um, helped her to get over her crushing um, anxiety. So I couldn't agree more, Paul. Well, I think that's a great way to just call it a day. And uh, I want to thank Bethany for coming on the show. and And I really appreciate you. Um, being a part of this, Bethany. Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for, you know, allowing me to be on the show because, again, just in this moment, I learned so many things that I'm going to take with me. Oh, good. And um, I really hope we can inspire a whole group of other people um, to go out and either clean up the environment, be a great softball player, be a great teammate, or be a great pageant contestant. So uh, I wish everyone love and support and uh, happiness through um, quarantine and um, hope to see you guys all outside of it. That's what it's all about. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you so much, Bethany, for coming on the show and uh, letting everyone know that you can come out on the other end and just be the most incredible person and um, 
the only thing holding yourself back is yourself. And I'm so thankful that you found yourself and you're able to really uh, excel and be happy and just be an incredible, beautiful person and have everything you want in life. And I think that if our listeners really take in this whole episode, they will realize how incredible your short life experience has been and how much you're on an up projector and uh, definitely one of our best guests ever. I'd like to uh, just thank everyone for continuing to listening to our episodes. Our subscribers are continually go up and I, I want to thank everyone so much for commenting and liking both on YouTube and iTunes. And, uh, I really appreciate it. And, um, I want to pray for everyone who is in quarantine, um, and, and dealing with this horrible virus. So I hope everyone is trying to stay positive and we are here for you and we, we are, um, wishing you the best. Don't forget, we also have a movie show, review show called The Movie Breakdown with my co-host, Yvonne Carlos. So if you are loving movies, please check that out. It's on the same feed as our YouTube Total Focus show and our iTunes feed for the RSS feed. So please just uh, subscribe and you'll get both of them in the inbox. I hope you guys really enjoy that. As always, please stay tuned.